Our next game up, we have the Browns at the Jets. If this game was last year, the year before, basically any other year of the 2000s, we would be looking at a competition for the number one overall pick. Now we've got a Browns team that if they win, they clinch a playoff spot. And if the Jets win, they get their first winning streak of the season. If the Jets win the next three games, Gase keeps his job. No. Oh, that'd be sad, but I agree. No, Gase is fired. The only reason they didn't fire him after week six was because they wanted Trevor Lawrence. And they knew if they brought another coach in, the players might start playing up for the other coach. They were going to win two, three, four games, and the Lawrence sweepstakes over. We'll get into it another time on Lawrence. Don't want to go into it. I can talk for two hours about that. This is going to be a very, very interesting game. I like the over originally in the minus, but I don't know how much I can trust it Still a little bit more to watch. I want to re-watch that Jets game again from last week and same with the Browns and see exactly what they're up to, who's playing up, who's just kind of getting lucky and being right place, right time. So I'm actually quite a big fan of the Jets plus the points in this one, simply because the Browns are dealing with a lot of injury issues right now. They're going to be in a bit of a flat spot after that hard-fought win at the Giants up against that good Giants defensive front. The Jets are going to be on an absolute high. I think they're going to be able to carry some of that over into this game. The Jets actually have a decent against-the-spread record in December. I think they've they've won their last five or six games against the spread in December. So the Jets, there's a good chance they can cover this number. I don't think they're going to win it. I don't think they actually want to win it. But to get within 10 is a severe possibility. The Browns are going to be running the ball down the Jets' throats. The Jets rank number eight for run defense. So there is... Definitely some stuff to like here for the Jets plus the number. For sure. I don't think the Browns are going to take the Jets lightly, which is part of why I liked the minus, but I could easily be talking to the plus. I've been on the Jets plus quite a bit lately, and it is a giant middle finger to the organization that you know is going to fire you to really go all out and win these last games and say, hey – You put me in a bad position, but I won anyway, even though everyone knew I was gone. I think it's it's not likely in any way, of course, but it's possible they win against the Browns and then the Patriots. I am probably going to be on them against the Patriots in Week 17, as a lot of those players are fighting for a position on the team next year when they know it's going to be a regime change, although GM's probably going to stay the same. I'm probably going to bet this over because I do see the Jets scoring points against the Browns' defense that is a bit uh, I worry that the Browns' lack of run offense might affect the over a little bit, but 
it might affect it in the over way as they're going to have to throw more and more incompletions, less of the clock moving, etc. So the Browns' O-line is shockingly riddled with injuries right now. They might be playing four backups on their offensive line, and they've had the best O-line in the league this year. If four backups have to come in, that's a bit concerning for them. Now, the Jets pass rush, in particular, Quinn and Williams, over the last few weeks has been a beast. Quinn and Williams has been absolutely lights out. I think he carries that over, and especially if this is a poor Browns offensive line, they're not going to be able to get the gaps to be able to get the running game going. They're going to be forced to run the ball onto the outside a lot more, which is easier to defend when you know it's coming. This just in, right? Quinnen Williams out for the year uh, on IR. Okay, so don't worry too much about the Jets pass rush this week. <laughs> Yeah, they they have it. He he looks like a game record in the future. He looks like a franchise type to me. No yeah, wonder I they mean, didn't want to trade him last year. I I had him down as my number one prospect in that draft class. Obviously, a few quarterbacks went ahead of him, but and he fell to the Jets at number five. I think they got yeah. him. I had him down as my number one on my board and actually to go number two or three at the worst. He ended up going five. I thought that was a steal for the Jets. But the Jets still have a decent enough defensive front. And like I say, they're going to be going up at what should be a pretty poor offensive line for the Browns this week. Indeed. Part of the reason that I really like some player props in this game, although there's not a huge amount that have been released. There's, oh, no, more have been released? Cool. Yeah, lots of value, I think, on both sides on the player props. So some SGM potential with that over. I'm going plus or probably staying away from that spread, but can definitely see some yardage in this game. Yeah, well, the thing with the spread is – can you bet minus 10 points on the Browns on the road? Exactly. I don't trust Baker nearly enough to actually do that, which is why I liked the spread just because I still think there's quite a talent disparity, but that offensive line trouble is just a bit much. You need to have at least two to three offensive linemen that are average or above, and right now it's possible they have one. Four zero. Yeah, so getting into player props there. For the Jets, I like Jamison Crowder. I think Crowder can have a really good day, especially through that slot, which has been the issue for the Browns defense. Jarvis and- Landry is going to go over five and a half. The Jets are on their, I believe, third or even fourth string slot corner. Yeah, uh, no, bless, third- bless Austin's back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, that affects it a little bit. Okay, so I don't love it. I just like it instead. So, Bless Austin is back. He's not great, obviously, but he's... he's serviceable. Yeah, he's what their number two slot corner he was. Landry's receiving total is 69.5, which is way too high for Jarvis yeah, Landry. I'd almost be potential 
to go under that number. Five and a half, I just can't get to the window on it. We've been betting Jarvis Landry receptions over all year at Mm. three and a half. At three and a half, there was extremely good value all season. That number skipped the four and a half and went straight to five and a half, and I just can't do it. Fair enough. That's why I liked it, didn't didn't love it, especially after you said Bless Austin's back. I'll probably stay away from that one. I think Green Hunt is going to be involved in this one quite a bit just because they're going to look to be a little more creative with that offensive line issues. They can't just run the ball straight ahead and use that dominant offensive line. They're going to have to be a little more creative there. I like Peoples-Jones over 27.5 and him to score a touchdown, which you might be able to get around four. Don't really know about Austin Hooper. I've been on him under quite a bit, but probably just going to stay away. So Austin Hooper, there is the thing about Harrison Bryant has come in and he's really starting to steal some of those snaps. But Hooper is still the red zone guy. And I like Austin Hooper to score a touchdown in this game at $3.72 up against a Jets defense that led in the touchdown to the Rams last week. We said we weren't sure who it was going to be. I think it was Everett that got the touchdown, which means it's now 13 or 14 touchdowns. They've allowed to tight ends almost one a game. They have allowed yeah. to tight ends this season. So Austin Hooper being that bigger red zone target for the Browns, I'd like him to get a touchdown, but I wouldn't go near his yards or his receiving totals. Yeah, it could be one of those six yarders, but then it could be a 25-yard seam. Even though he's not that athletic, he can still get behind that linebacker in that seam. So usually I'm going under on him, but this is just, even with his snaps going down, just a weird matchup with the Jets being so bad on tight ends. I think I'm just going to more stay away from that. As far as the Jets go, I like me some Sam Darnold overs, both completions. 18 and a half is just so low for an NFL quarterback as well. A little bit of Denzel Mims over 3.5 receptions. Not going to go near the yards though. Yeah, the only other one I have on my sheet is Rashad Higgins for the Browns. Over three and a half receptions, he's starting to become a really big favorite target for Mayfield. So over three and a half receptions looks quite nice for Higgins. I don't know if I can get to the window on it, but right now Nick Chubb under 79 and a half, 21, 2.1. So, good value, but he might go for 120. So, hard to actually go too hard on it. But they should be ahead by some amount and look to rest him for the playoffs and not get him injured as you don't want Hunt just him in the backfield. Yeah, and that's why I have Kareem Hunt over 34 and a half rush yards on my sheet. I think in the fourth quarter, Chubb might not even play. You might just see Hunt. And there's also that number three guy hanging around. 
I forget his name. Johnson, maybe, is it? Uh, is hanging around as well, so he could get a few extra carries, and he's probably sitting at a number south of 20. 